Hello and welcome to Touching the Sunrise podcast. I am Sister Catherine Herms, author of Surviving Depression, A Catholic Approach, and Reclaim Regret, How God Heals Life's Disappointments, and Spiritual Guide in the Heartwork Program, which specializes in helping people walk the road of spiritual growth and inner healing. For the past 10 years, I have been walking alongside wonderful women and men who want a more heart-centered and spiritual life, but would like support along the way, through online programs, groups, and one-on-one spiritual guidance. I walk with people along a contemplative and healing path, one that has been trodden for thousands of years. Basically, I'm here to help you surrender to the power of the Holy Spirit, who has come to make your being the throne of the Holy Trinity, so that your life, your prayer, your relationships, your dreams and goals will most deeply satisfy the desires of your heart. You can find out more about me and what God has led me to do in the world by visiting my website, touchingthesunrise.com. Let's start, as we always do, by reconnecting, remembering, refreshing. Take a deep breath directly into your heart even deeper than your heart, into that soul, that spirit, that place where divine grace transforms you with the presence, the light, and the life of the divine trinity. We enter into our inner world, to that sacred space, that inner sanctuary where God dwells. Notice what that room, that space is like. Is it large or small? Is it dark or light? What is the feel of that place? It is in that space, wherever that sacred place for us is that we experience Jesus calling us his true friend, his darling one, his fair one. We're not used to hearing ourselves called lovely, beautiful, wanted, good. But Jesus looks beyond everything we see in ourselves. And he looks at the motives of our heart. He sees all we have been through. And he wants to free us. He wants to free you. He can look at everything that we would call ugly and messy. And he can still call us lovely where we see blemishes and pain and sorrow. He sees beauty. He sees our future. All our lives we've sought to be loved and needed. We need His love, only His love, 
to bring us true healing. We are convinced, no doubt, that God sees us as we see ourselves, but that is not so. God sees us through his own love, his own fidelity. The, the pleasure he had in creating us still remains. The dreams he had in making us still fill his heart. And like the hound of heaven, as Francis Thompson said, he's still seeking us out. He's still opening up for us ways into the beauty of his dream for us. God has thought about us all our life, even before we were born. God knew us. And God wants to bring us whole and entire, beautiful, into heaven, to be with him for all eternity. So let our hearts, let your heart, call out to this God of love. Let us surrender to the work of the Spirit within us. All shall be well, all shall be well, and every manner of things shall be well. Nothing, and read not even the coronavirus pandemic, nothing will separate me from the love of Christ. These are the words of the Apostle Paul. They're a hymn, an affirmation, a credo. Nothing at all, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all of creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. We find these words in the 8th chapter of the letter of Paul to the Romans. This absolute conviction that Paul passes on to us in his letter to the Romans is his response to the question which he poses a paragraph earlier. And he writes, Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble? or calamity, or are persecuted, or hungry, or destitute, or in danger, or threatened with death. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Right now, under the barrage of overwhelming media coverage of the pandemic, you probably feel that nothing could separate you from the pandemic itself. Not government pronouncements, hand sanitizer and disinfectant, stockpiles of toilet paper rolls, not even prayer could free us from the inexorable march through the world of this pandemic. Mounting fear leads to panic. And we do things that in life, under normal circumstances, we are certain that we would never do. Julian of Norwich offers another way of understanding Paul's sentiment. 
Julian of Norwich was known for her revelations of divine love. She was an English anchorite and a mystic, and her 16 showings are related to the passion of Jesus Christ. She lived in England in the 14th century. When Julian was six years old, Norwich was visited by the Black Death for the first time. Julian survived, but within a year, three-quarters of the population of the city was dead. When she was 19, the Black Death returned. It was a confusing and perplexing time. And medieval people believed that the plague was sent by God as punishment for humanity's sins. But the pestilence targeted everyone from all walks of life and classes. In fact, when the plague returned yet again in 1368, it targeted children and infants. Julian was no stranger to suffering, which she saw as a channel, a channel through which God could draw us closer to himself. And the line that is most popularly quoted from her writings is this, All shall be well, all shall be well, and every manner of thing shall be well. Julian could believe that all would be well, because divine providence brings good even from sin, even from evil, even from disaster. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. But we find it hard to believe this because the losses we are experiencing in the midst of this pandemic are very real. How can we talk about the love of Christ when we are facing a senior year without graduation? Uh, no paycheck, canceled cruises, vacation events, parties, when all we usually do is come to an abrupt stop. It seems as though an eerie stillness is falling on our streets and in our hearts. When we can let our losses go, some of the fear drops. It is natural to want to keep what we know, but all of us together are facing an unknown future in which everything we thought we needed is dropping away, at least temporarily. The demanding voices of my wants are beginning to quiet down. And well, actually, I've survived one week without these things. Maybe they weren't that necessary after all. Maybe they didn't really make me happy. In this new way, I am discovering myself that happiness is truly an inside thing. A good many of you are scrambling to get by. I have a friend whose sister is on one of the cruise ships. When the Argentinian border was closed, the ship left port and is still at sea waiting for a place to dock. Another friend's sister just buried her husband. Her school was closed. She has no income at this moment. Another friend isn't able to visit her mother who is in hospice. Another doesn't know how he will care for his mother who seems to be getting dementia and is unable to care for herself in this kind of situation. The stories go on and on and yours are among them. St. Paul and Julian were not saying they didn't care about the problems of life and the dire situations we sometimes are in. They are saying that none of these, 
None of these will separate them from God who loves them, who loves us, who bends over us with tender care. We will lose things we hold dear. None of us, none of us will escape loss. And nothing can separate us from God's loving presence and protection. May St. Paul and Julian of Norwich give us the courage to be convinced of the mystery that is ever-present and always on our side. God is for us. If God is for us, who can be against us? All shall be well. So in the news, the what-ifs, the dire predictions, the overwhelming fears for those we love, crowd out the conviction of God's love. Take a time out from the news, from the Twitter feed, the Facebook posts, and YouTube videos, and read the life of a saint. If you don't have a book about a saint or other legendary heroic character, you can find plenty of material right on the internet. We become what we read. While we are in social isolation, make sure you're close to the saints and the angels who are at this very moment filling the room you are in. You are never alone. You will never be alone. It will be okay. All shall be well. God has amazing ways of knocking on people's hearts, awakening desires, arousing questions, provoking an unexpected spiritual fire. Remember, if you'd like some extra support and are ready to embark on a sustained spiritual journey, you can connect with me in a number of ways by going to my website, touchingthesunrise.com. So until the next time, take care of yourself. And remember that you are not alone. You are loved no matter what. And when you search within yourself, you will not only find yourself, but the throne of the Divine Trinity. You have a calling, a mission, and every gift, every grace, every moment, even every fall, mistake, and sin is a step toward your completely and wholly being taken up into the mystery of God's love for you and for all creation. Remember always that you have a treasure of inexpressible joy hidden in an earthen vessel, small and fragile. May this overflowing joy fill you and yours with its fragrance. God be with you.